1: I'm Peyton, keep talking oh, We're going see him soon. You feel right.
2: me? Alright, welcome to another edition of the Budding Heads Podcast on Rams Talk Radio. I'm Steve Barbera. Here's always with Johnny Gomez. Johnny, it is part one of i don't know how many parts of our less need trade grades podcast we are going to grade every single trade that less need has made since joining the rams in 2012 there are a lot of fucking trades and more than i expected uh some years he made zero trades some years we got as high as 13 uh there's a lot to break down i'm very excited though how you doing
1: you know when I when I suggested this, I, I was thinking that it, we could probably get this in one pod. But after prepping for this, I'm like, I think I'm stupid. <laughs> because
2: I, I I thought it might be in one pod too, at most two, and we haven't started, so I don't know how long it's going to take. I feel like it's going to end up being three.
1: Yeah, I, I'm thinking so too. It's just it's such. A big topic, and then I guess too one of the reasons why I thought it was gonna be like under one podcast is because for whatever reason I thought that Snee joined in like 2014 2015 ish, but he goes all the way back to 2012, so that that gives you an idea of just what we're dealing with here.
2: Yep, I mean he's been a part of. Quite literally, multiple of the biggest trades in the franchise's history. Uh, He made three, you could argue four, massive quarterback trades uh, during his time here. Uh, But probably really three. (laughs) depends on how big of a deal you think the Sam Bradford-Nick Foles swap was. Which, I'm very excited to talk about that trade, to be completely honest with you. Um, But, yeah, we're recording this Tuesday night. Johnny, I apologize. I know the Lakers are on. I'm going to try and get you out of here by the second half of that game, but feel free to watch it as we pod. Uh, and best of luck.
1: Yeah, they're going to need it. Anthony Davis is out.
2: Uh, I, I feel your pain. The, the Sixers were well on their way to sweeping the Wizards last night, and Embiid got hurt. And we don't win without him, so we lost,
1: obviously. <laughs> but They should still be fine.
2: Yeah, a uh, 3-0 lead is especially against the Wizards who are not good, uh, is is tough to blow. So, anyways, enough basketball talk, though. Let's get into this, this uh, podcast here. Les Snead started with the Rams in 2012. He was signed, or not necessarily signed, but brought in after Jeff Fisher, oddly enough. So, Fisher was part of the team probably hiring Les Snead, if I remember correctly, and... You could say for a lot of the first half of his time here before Sean McVay, they were making a lot of these trades together, so there is kind of, when we get to 2017, there's a clear tonal shift in the way the Rams traded, and it's really interesting to look back on what they did early on, and his first trade here, one of the biggest trades this franchise has ever made, 2012, the Rams traded the second overall pick in the 2012 NFL Draft that ended up becoming... Yeah, if you have a memory, Robert Griffin III, RG3, to Washington. They got back the sixth pick, the 39th pick, a 2013 first, and a 2014 first. Uh, the, there were multiple trades that happened with those picks they acquired. We were going to get into those later on. But ultimately, the trade ended up being, and here are the players, Robert Griffin III acquired by Washington, four, and the Rams end up getting Michael Brockers, Janoris Jenkins, Isaiah Pede, Rocavius Watkins, Alec Ogletree, Stephen Bailey, Zach Stacey, and Greg Robinson. A lot of players, a mixed variety of results. Obviously, like it in truly in hindsight, this this trade made <laughs> they made Washington better for a year and then really set them back hardcore after Robert Griffin got hurt and couldn't really recover, although They did kind of luck out there with picking Kirk Cousins in the same draft. The Rams, it definitely was the right trade. It made them better. It, It was a win for them for sure. But it's tough to gauge how much of a win, you know, because ultimately it didn't really make the team that much better. They they didn't have a winning record in the five years that Jeff Fisher coached the team, which is when most of these players were there. Obviously, Brockers lasted a little longer than that. Alec Ogletree lasted. Like he was there for one year with Sean McBay, none of the other guys were. So I'm curious, what do you what do you give this grade looking back on it almost a decade later?
1: It's it's tough to grade because if you grade specifically on value, the Rams are obviously the winners here because they got a shit ton of picks. There's just no no way other than to look at that. So if we go simply on value, the Rams had a slam dunk here. It was an A, A+. Plus. However, if you look at what you actually got out of those picks, it's really not that impressive because probably your best pick is Janoris Jenkins, who was a solid corner. You know, there's no denying that.
2: Well, well at Brockers, too, but... You know, uh, yeah. Brock, Brockers, in a way, like he's the first round pick we had that year, anyways. So you don't necessarily get Brockers. Like he counts as part of the trade, but I agree. Like Janoris Jenkins really was the best pick because Brockers is ultimately your first round pick that year that you move back for. Um, and he yeah. is, he's the most impactful player for the Rams in this deal. Uh, even though I love my guy Jackrabbit. But besides him, yeah, I agree. Jenkins is the best pick. And yeah, con- <laughs> continue on.
1: And then you, you have uh, Alec Ogletree, who was uh, a very serviceable guy, especially uh, under Jeff Fisher. A- and then beyond that, it's just either they were okay or just flat-out busts. Like uh, Craig Robinson, flat-out bust. Isaiah Peed, a flat-out bust. You know, these are... So, in essence... The Rams did get some solid players, but none of them, none of which really helped turn the team around. Um, you could say that some of them were were still helpful, like Michael Brockers obviously uh, turned out to be one of the uh, longest tenured Rams uh, up until recently until he got traded. So that that's pretty valuable. So you can't say that this was a flat-out bust of a trade because they got some value it just wasn't as much value as you'd like so in my opinion I gave it a C+ it was not terrible and especially if you consider value wise in the end of the day I'll, you're basically swapping draft picks around and you you're never gonna be guaranteed um, you know a you know uh, a future hall of famer with any of these draft picks So, you know, uh, again, solid players, nothing substantial, but a C-plus, I think, is fair here. Um, So I'm curious, Steve, what you got? I'm actually going to go B-plus
2: because they did get a substantial haul for this pick. But it's a B-plus that could have been an A-plus. And I do agree with you. I'm just a little—I think I'm a little less harsh uh, because—and I didn't preface before the podcast. Hindsight is 100 on all these trades— like, uh, we are looking in the past at this. We know the results of all these picks. Those are going to be factored into most of my grades. Um, and I go B plus because there were better things you could have done with these picks for sure. There were better players you could have gotten. And I, I think Brockers was is ultimately the biggest win of this trade. Uh, but as I mentioned, you know, it's not like you gained a first round pick. Uh, that's a pick you got basically instead of RG <laughs> three, and miraculous miraculously ended up being the better player. But yeah, like you said, I mean, Janoris Jenkins was a great pick. Alcogutri was a, a fine pick. He contributed a lot while he was here. Um, but then you got Isaiah Peed and Roquevius Watkins, complete bust, Greg Robinson. If, if you nail that Greg Robinson pick at two, this is easily an A+. There were so many, there were Hall of Famers on the board that got picked, including the guy we got later on in Aaron Donald that round. But if you nail Greg Robinson pick, this is probably easily an A+, and it's just not because you blew that. And then, you know, the other guys, uh, Stepman Bailey, Zach Stacy, I think were, you know, we're going to talk about them later. They all have their own trades in there There's so many fucking trades. Um, but this could have been better. It didn't move the needle for the Rams. And when we talk about the Jared Goff trade, a trade that did move the needle for the team that we traded with, it's kind of tough to look at this trade. Like, it is the right move. They shouldn't have made that pick. And ultimately, with what we know about RG3, he would have gotten fucking destroyed behind our offensive line. It might have gone worse than it did in Washington. Uh, I It was the right move, and it could have been an A+, which is what hurts.
1: Yeah, I hear that. And I totally agree with you. If they select a, a, a better player instead of Greg Robinson, this is easily an A. Even, even if you keep the rest of the players, like the bus that were in here, it's still easily an A, but unfortunately Greg Robinson turned out to be a huge bus. And, uh, one that I was really disappointed in was not in love with this pick at all. I remember that Greg Robinson was just a product of, of the combine and, uh, yeah, it, it showed that he was he was because he was very athletic for being an offensive lineman, which is great. But <laughs> in the end, you uh, it's better to have technique and less bad habits rather than being an extremely raw athletic machine, which was what Greg Robinson essentially was.
2: Yeah, it's that pick really, really is painful. It's still painful. And when you look at the board of players that were drafted in between Robinson and Aaron Donald, it's just franchise changing players. I mean, we could have had two franchise changing players in that draft. And instead we ended up with one and a, a guy who actively made the team worse during his time here. Uh, and we're going to talk about him later. Cause he also got traded the next trade in this draft, the Rams. So we, we got to talk about these two trades together. Cause I think they work in tandem after they make this trade, during the draft they trade back from number six to acquire the 14th pick that ends up becoming michael brockers and the 45th pick now they then trade the 45th pick later on for the 50th pick which becomes isaiah peed and the 150th pick which becomes orcavius watkins that pick number 45 ends up becoming alshon jeffrey uh and the so i i don't i don't remember who went six in this draft uh i, I guess besides the point so I, I, I give two grades here. I give an A for the Brockers deal because you move back a couple spots and you pick up a second-round pick, and you ultimately get a guy, Brockers, who he hit. It was a win. It was not a – there are better picks you can make in the first round of a draft. but You get a guy who's here from nine years, who is a contributor through all nine years. He's not a franchise-changing player, but he's a very good – he's a good player, uh, and he's a guy you want to have around. So I, I give that an A. Um, and and you pick up a chance for a swing in the second round. Now, what they did in the second round, I give an F because you could have had Alshon Jeffrey. And I know you drafted Brian Quick uh, at thirty three in this draft. But look, this is twenty twelve. The Rams could use all the help they could get at receiver. Their best receiver was Danny Amendola on the roster. Their second best receiver was Brandon Gibson. Uh, You could have went out on Jeffrey here. He's there. He would have really helped the team. He was a good player for a long time. Instead, you trade back. You pick up. You move back five spots in the second round, and you pick up the 150th pick, which I don't find that valuable, Uh, and ultimately, you miss on both picks really badly. Isaiah Pede was a huge bust. Uh, Rokavius Watkins also, like, he didn't do anything. That trade gets an F, Um, but... Overall, I mean, the Brockers trade is just more important here, and that was a solid deal. Uh, I don't mind moving back there at all from six. There were guys who were better than Brockers who we could have taken at six. We could have taken Fletcher Cox. We could have taken Stephon Gilmore. Both of those guys ended up being much better players, all pro-caliber players. Stephon Gilmore won a Defensive Player of the Year. But even with hindsight, it's tough to complain about getting Michael Brockers.
1: Yeah, uh, by the way, the uh, sixth overall pick of the 2012 draft was uh, Maurice Claiborne.
2: So that was the win, not getting him.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Uh, the, the Cowboys were very disappointed there. And, and oddly enough, still haven't really had great luck with cornerbacks. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Pretty much. Nope. Uh, but yeah, Michael Brockers was... Um, it, you know, even looking at guys like Fletcher Cox, who was someone that the Rams had their eye on also, uh, Gilmore would have been nice as well, but they wanted to focus on the defensive line, particularly the interior. Uh, the type of defensive lineman they were searching for wasn't like a penetrating guy, more like a guy that was going to be the selfless guy, and that was clearly going to be Michael Brockers. Um so, I, I, I think that's why they ultimately ended up with him. Although, if memory serves me correctly, I believe that... Did Philly trade up to get Fletcher Cox? I don't remember.
2: Uh, I will look that up while you're talking.
1: Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm trying to recall if, if, if Philly did uh, indeed trade up. But I know that those two... like. You you couldn't go wrong with either of those guys, obviously. Fletcher Cox did turn out to be the better player, but at the time these were two highly coveted defensive linemen, uh, interior defensive linemen. So um, Brockers served as the role of of just being the selfless defensive lineman. Um, He was that guy back back at LSU, and it kind of translated into the NFL because – you know, I mean, Aaron Donald will tell you himself he was he made the team better, including himself. And to get that kind of praise from a guy like Aaron Donald, that that means something. You know, that that's not something to take lightly. So, um, yeah, that was definitely an awesome pick. I I I can't complain. You know, you you could sit there and say, well, they should have taken Fletcher Cox. That's that, that's hindsight. Um, you know, it wasn't like Brockers was a terrible player by any means he was actually really good just not as good happens no big deal
2: yeah yeah and you don't miss a pick which is nice uh they did the eagles did move up to trade get fletcher cox uh jumping over us to get to 12 and don and terry poe also went in 11 had, had a better peak than brockers but he's also not on a team so you know you're not gonna lose sleep over that one and, yeah, like, it's hindsight. Like, we could sit here and say, well, Luke Keekly was on the board. Yeah, well, they were never going to take Luke Keekly in 2012. The, it wasn't a consideration. They had James Uh So, like, the next couple picks, this is where these get fun because you forget these trades happen. Uh, the Rams traded Josh Gordy to the Colts for a 2014 seventh round pick that became CB Bryant. Johnny, this is the only pick I didn't give a grade because I don't remember who this guy is, and I don't know who the guy they traded him. They ended up getting what the pick is.
1: Uh, I actually remember both of these guys. Uh, Josh Gordy was, was kind of a, uh, it's hard to actually classify what kind of player he was because he wasn't exactly a traveling veteran because when the Rams got him, he was just barely in the year, uh, the league for, I believe two years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and he was, he was a cornerback, a, a if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, you know, uh, he was basically somebody that had potential but wasn't, like, a huge name. So the Rams offered him for a seventh-round pick. It, you know, and then C.B. Bryant was selected, who was uh, a safety, didn't – I mean, didn't – I? if I'm not mistaken, he, he really – I think he might have spent one year with the team, but that was really it. And I don't know if he spent the full year with the team, so it's really hard to grade that one. I I just gave it, I just gave it a C, just because really nothing was lost and nothing was gained because Gordy didn't really have much a career after. So, and then we we got a chance out of a seventh round pick. Uh, which didn't come to fruition, which happens all the time. So, nothing lost, nothing gained.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I have no comments to any of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, uh, this one made me laugh. Looking back, the Rams traded Jason Smith to the Jets for Wayne Hunter. Uh, I had my my old boss was a big Jets fan, and we had a lot of conversations about this trade because I think. He kept getting it mixed up like he was thinking that we traded the Jets traded Jason Smith for Wayne Hunter and they Jets fans Jets fans view Wayne Hunter the same way we view Jason Smith. Uh, So I don't think you need any elaboration there. This is like like if the Sam Bradford and Nick Foles swap was like two people who were like who went out to dinner the night before and took home leftovers. But they were like, well, I had this the night before. I don't hate it, but I don't want it again. Do you want to trade leftover so we could try something different? That's that trade. (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: polite, actually, I think.
2: Well, the Jason Smith-Wayne Hunter trade is like if you're at a bar, you each order different beers, you each hate it, you try to drink it, and you still can't do it, and then you're like, all right, let's just trade. Let's see if you like it more. Still sucks. The beer was never good. It was never going to be good. Uh, and you all just move on from with your lives almost immediately after. Uh, nobody finishes those beers. They just get thrown away. Like, that's what this trade was. I gave this trade an LOL. Uh, I did not grade it. It doesn't deserve to be traded or graded. Both of these players were horrible.
1: <laughs> I, I If we're going to call it a, a nasty-tasting beer, I guess you could say – it was Keystone Light. I'll, I'll say. But like a skunked Keystone Light.
2: Like, uh, like it's not even getting the job done. Like, it's been sitting outside. It, it's been sitting outside all day, like in the desert. So it gets hot and then it gets cold and then it gets hot and then it gets cold. And then you're drinking it when it's hot again uh, after all those temperature changes. Because, look, a cold Keystone Light, it does its job. Uh, these didn't. It does. It did in college. I haven't had one yes. in a couple of years
1: so so is the temperature changed keystone light is that jason smith
2: yes he would be the keystone and then wayne hunter would be the same thing but with a natty light
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's pretty much what it was both teams saw that they were both trash they were both disappointing and they traded hoping a change of scenery would help. And as you might've guessed, it didn't. Yeah. Th- this doesn't deserve a grade. I, I, I gave it an F just because, you know, the, the Rams gave such a high draft pick for Jason Smith. And, uh, but you know, it, I, I guess you're not grading on that merit just on the trade itself. So I, I gave it an F just because it existed, but I, I guess that's, that's not a really fair grade, but I, I'll I'll join Steve on the non-grade here because it's just an awful situation in general.
2: Yeah, and it wasn't Les Needs' pick. So, you know, he, like, he didn't make the Jason Smith trade. He came in and he was like, all right, right, let's we need to get rid of this guy. Uh, so <laughs> it wasn't necessarily the worst thing. Last trade of 2012, Rams trade Greg Salas to the Patriots for a 2015 seventh-round pick uh, that ended up, they didn't make the pick. It ended up being part of the package for the Rams trading back to get Alec Ogletree the following year in the draft. <laughs> I get this trade see because, because you know what, man? Like, you're yes, you're just getting anything you can for a player that's getting cut. But Greg Salas, for as not good as he was, um, the Rams wide receiver core in 2012 was Brandon Gibson, Chris Gibbons, Danny Amendola, Brian Quick, Steve Smith, and Austin Pettis. Maybe she should have made the team. Those guys are terrible. Steve Smith was so bad on the Rams. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they should have kept him.
1: Yeah, it, it was uh, it was interesting, I, I'll say, you know, seeing that. Because it, it was interesting seeing that he was traded so soon. Like, obviously, they they saw that he was not going to work. And so the Patriots, you know, took him and said, hey, Here's a seventh-round pick. Yeah, see, not no problems there. Although, there is one trade that I think we're missing. What what did I miss? The Brendan Lloyd trade. So,
2: I, I don't know why that's listed on Wikipedia, or on Pro Football Reference, because that happened in 2011.
1: Did it? I it thought for, it was 2012, too.
2: It for sure happened in 2011, uh, because it happened at the trade deadline.
1: Oh yeah, so that's probably why they were confused.
2: Yeah, so I was so confused that that was listed on Pro Football Reference. Um, I think it's because the pick was a conditional pick, and it I think it met the conditions, so they counted it here. Like that part triggered later
1: on. Ah, gotcha. All right, well, sorry. You I just took- wanted I just wanted to mention Brandon Lloyd because everyone forgets he was once a Ram.
2: Dude, I just love Brandon Lloyd. He was like. like I remember, like, before he was actually good, like, he was one of those, like, prospects, people still hyped up, even though it was, like, pretty much over, and he was never going to be good, and then, like, he miraculously got good, like, it was kind of, like, a way less important version of what happened to Corey Davis last year, where, like, the guy was completely written off, and then out of nowhere, he just was, like, was like oh, so he is good, Um, and then, and then he got traded to the Rams, and he was okay here, and then he's only here for half the season, I think, and then... Yeah. That was pretty much the end of his career.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast.
1: I just wanted to squeeze in Brandon Lloyd even though he didn't uh, play in 2012.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry you took notes on Brandon Lloyd for this pod and it didn't matter.
1: Uh, I know, I'm really sad. I, I, there's a slow tear streaming down <laughs> my face right now.
2: Uh, Brandon Lloyd, what a guy. Um, Alright, 2013. The first trade, and this is going to be a fun one. <laughs> the Rams traded... The 16th pick, the, that became E.J. Manuel. The 46th pick, that became Kiko Alonzo. The 78th pick, that became Marquise Goodwin. And the 222nd pick, that became Chris Gregg. To the Buffalo Bills, they get back the 8th overall pick, that becomes Tabon Austin. And the 71st pick, that ultimately ends up becoming T.J. McDonald's. Uh, there's a lot of moving parts in this trade, but essentially... You know, they, there's some swaps of third round pick here. The the meat of the trade is they give up their second round pick, number forty six, ends up becoming Kiko Alonso, as mentioned, who worked out for sure. Uh they end up trading that pick to move up eight spots and take Taban Austin. Uh, <laughs> I it's a fun one to break down <laughs> I uh Johnny, I'll I'll let you start on this one. Give me give me give me your take here on what is probably the worst consequential trade less need made
1: in this time here. You know, the funny thing is, with the Tavon Austin trade, there were rumors that the Rams love Tavon Austin, and I just kept thinking in the back of my mind, I do not want Tavon Austin to be our pick. And then we traded all the way up to the eighth pick overall to select this guy who was at best a slot receiver. And then they went ahead and tried to use him as a starter. <sighs> yeah, this this to me was nothing to do with um you know hindsight because yet. Yeah, you could say anything could happen with the draft pick, but I think, but I think it was pretty obvious that Tavon Austin shouldn't have been the eighth overall pick. I was not that happy when it happened and still not that happy to this day for the selection of Tavon Austin. I have to give it an F. Like I I don't think there's any grade you can give now. If, I'm gonna compare everything all the trades that happen. I think a fair a fair grade would be a c minus overall because it's not like the Rams didn't get some solid players back uh, other than Tavon Austin you know Tavon Austin did have some productive years to not to say that he was you know it not to say that he didn't contribute
2: if they if they took but, him in the third round. He yes. wouldn't complain about the pick, but they took him exactly. at eight and they traded up to get him.
1: And to, truthfully, I do believe that Tavon Austin could have had a better career had he gone to just about any other team and not tried to use him as a starter rather than what he should have been. And that is a slot receiver. So, yeah, with that said, I I, I think a C- minus was fair especially when you, you know, think about pieces like um, T.J. McDonald. You know, I think he was, he was a really solid guy. Um, he played very well for the Rams and even signed big contract elsewhere. Uh, you know, Zach Stacy was pretty productive, you know, for, for being what? He was a sixth-round pick? Uh, yeah, he wasn't a part of this trade, though, was he? Was he? I think uh, he was
2: a part of the the. He ended up being a part of the other trade. The,
1: um, I'm getting my trades mixed up trade. here.
2: Yeah, it was. J- it was just T.J. McDonald.
1: Okay, so well, I I, I gave you all a little bit of a, <laughs> a glimpse of what's coming up next. Uh, but yeah, T.J. McDonald, solid guy, C minus, I think, especially when you consider. Uh, everything in the process. Steve, what do you think?
2: So including all factors considered, I give this a D. Um, We talk about TJ McDonald, like, yes, getting him at 71 helps this, but they might've been able to get him at 78 or at that point you could have moved up from 78 to 71 at a low cost to get TJ McDonald if you really wanted him. Uh, So I don't really put too much weight on his selection in this trade. Uh, and, and they, like, Marquis Goodwin, same, same thing. Like, he ended up being okay. I don't really think, uh, I I don't really think either of those really affect my grade on the trade. My grade is really, like, I don't give it an F because, you know, obviously there's so much hindsight here. And if, if this, if the scouting department really thought Tavon Austin was their guy, to give up a second to get your guy, is isn't the end of the world, but you had the wrong guy. You certainly had the wrong guy. Uh, I kind of liked it at the time, but I was like, I, don't know, I was like nineteen years old. I liked players that had good highlight reels and would be fun in Madden. Uh, and the <laughs> Rams had no excitement on their offense, especially with Steven Jackson going. I was like, give me fucking anything, uh, and he was something. True. But <laughs> like in Einstein, it's insane. We drafted a guy my size. Like I'm five foot eight. Uh, at not at eight. And we traded up to get him and you give up the 46 pick it ends up becoming Kiko Alonzo who ended up becoming a really good player. He's the best player in this trade. Uh, the guy, the bills took at 16 EJ Manuel, was worse than Tavon,
1: uh, oh, for sure. <laughs> which
2: is funny. No question. Uh, and like you look at, even if you don't go Kiko Alonzo at 46, you could say, well, I didn't need a position. You could have gotten Le'Veon Bell there. He would have helped. You could have gotten Jamie Collins there. He would have helped. Uh, I mean, John Bostic was there. There were players there that are still contributing at a high level. And you, you trade up for Tavon. Man, it's You trade up for Gadget Player. Uh, and if you, if you don't make the trade, if you're sitting there at 16, Eric Reid's there, Kyle Long's there, or if you want to go receivers, DeAndre Hopkins is there. He's the next receiver that goes off the board after Tavon Austin. You could have just waited to 16, taken him, and you would have had an actual receiver – to play with Sam Bradford instead, you end up with Tavon. Uh, and I think I think Lesniak actually took this one on the chin. I don't know why they ever gave him the extension, but we haven't really made any trades like this. You know, the closest thing was the golf trade, and I mean, I don't grade quarterback trades the same way you grade skill player trades. You know, they haven't moved up in the first round really to go get a guy, and maybe he's so scarred from this trade that he just doesn't want to make first round picks anymore. I, I don't know. I just feel like they're never going to do something like this again. They they value moving back way more than moving up. And I would guess that this trade has, has a factor on Snead's philosophy on that.
1: I, I To be fair, I wouldn't want to select a first-round pick if I traded up to get Tavon Austin, too. <laughs> nope.
2: No, I would not. Um, <laughs> Next trade in this draft— very quickly after, on the same day, the Rams at the twenty-second pick, they traded back with Atlanta. They trade the twenty-second pick and um, the twenty-fifth, the seventh pick from the seventh round pick in twenty fifteen from the Greg Salas trade. Uh, they move back. They get the thirtieth pick. They take Alec Ogletree. They get the ninety-second pick. Um, they get Seven Bailey, and they get the one hundred ninety-eighth pick, uh, which they ultimately end up packaging uh, for Zach Stacey. I don't, do we talk about that trade? Should we factor that trade into this trade or talk about them separately?
1: Yeah, let's separate them to make it less confusing.
2: Agreed. But I mean, the meat of this trade was they move back, they pick up a third round pick, they get Stem and Billy, and then a, a, a later six round pick that they ultimately used to trade up. Uh, I give it a B plus, you know, De- Desmond Trufant was the better player, but you move back, you feel a need, you get out Google tree, um, you could have had DeAndre Hopkins still at 22, but they, they drafted Tavon. So, I mean, they weren't, that wasn't going to happen. Uh, it does hurt a little. Cause when you look at the board, Travis Fedrick was there at 30 and he would have helped immensely, but you get Old tree who was a fine contributor for a couple of years. Uh, and, and play, I think he played a lot better before we switched to the three, four. He he was actually, I thought he was very useful at middle linebacker. Uh, and you get Summon Billy who, as far as third round picks go, could be better, could be worse, but he was a contributor who ultimately, like tragically, career ended shortly. I I think what you end up with it warrants it, it warrants moving back uh eight spots in the late first round if you don't think your guy is there at twenty two. Uh, I, I I I think it was fine. Maybe B plus is a little high, but I still think it's in the B range no matter what. What do you think?
1: I I actually did go in the B range. I went in the lower end, though. I put B minus just because, um, you know, like you said, Alec Ogletree solid player. I thought he filled the need really quickly. He was a solid player for a while until they pretty much switched to a uh, 3-4. Yeah, and that's ultimately why he was traded. But – you know, sol- solid player. I really liked Ogletree a lot. But uh, the Stedman-Bailey selection made me scratch my head even more because while, yeah, they moved up, got their guy, Tavon Austin, but you get another small receiver, and rant, uh, you you got to go up to Les Snead and say, you know, size kind of matters.
2: If we've learned anything, Les Snead loves small receivers. Doesn't yeah. want to draft anyone big.
1: Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, there have been many, many talented receivers that weren't that tall, but considering they had just selected with their first-round eighth overall pick a a small, speedy receiver, and then they go out and get Steadman Bailey, who's essentially the same type of receiver, albeit not as quick, I just... It, it, it was a question mark for me. I, I just did not understand it. I mean, it, I was okay. Uh, I mean, it, just a year ago, we were talking about how trashed the, the receiving core was. So I was all for getting another receiver. But you got to diversify it a little bit here. You know, just going small receiver across the board is not a good idea. And it never was a good idea. Um, and I do believe that Stedman Bailey could have had a better career uh, Than what he had, unfortunately, as Steve mentioned, he had uh, incident that occurred that you know shortened his career. But stuff happens, unfortunately. Um, you know, not not docking Stedman Bailey as a player, but more as in the selection of Stedman Bailey because you already got Tavon.
2: Yeah, and I think so. that's fair. And I think it was a little confusing at the time, but it I you know it is nice. It was nice to inject new life into that room. But yeah, I. They didn't really make sense together. You could argue Bailey was the more productive player, even though Tavon had the better numbers. The receivers that went after Bailey though in Sneeds defense, Ace Sanders, Josh Boyce, um Chris Harper, Quentin Patton.
1: Oh man, uh, I remember Patton.
2: Yeah, those were all in the fourth round. Kenny Stills doesn't go to till one forty four. That's the only that's how long it takes till you find a better receiver that gets drafted. Uh, after bailey so i mean if you were gonna go receiver he probably was the right pick there you could argue for stills but 140 pick difference like we're not gonna sit here and say that they should have went kenny stills all these years later uh if they were going to go receiver it was probably the right pick but it's just should they have done that maybe not uh last last trade of 2013 and this also happened in the draft they trade the 184th pick and the 198th pick both six rounders end up being michael rivera and chris jones and end up at 160, where they select Zach Stacy. I give this an A because, like, look, you, you trade two six round picks, okay? They're usually meaningless. And you get a guy in the fifth round who was meaningful, albeit for a short time. But rookie Zach Stacy was a big time contributor to the team. So, I mean, like, in terms of what you could possibly get out of this trade, uh, I still think it was a win, even though Stacy ultimately didn't work out. For fifth round pick, you could do a lot worse than what you got for him.
1: Yeah, Zach Stacy. I The funny thing is I feel like the Zach Stacy era was right around the time when the value of running back started to depreciate because you could find gems like Zach Stacy in you know as as low as the 5th round and as we'd later see, you know, go undrafted free agents um, to find somebody that can contribute just as well. So um, you know, I, I think here is, is kind of the lesson here that they didn't have to draft, you know, a number one, uh, running back in the first round, um, Zach Stacy, I thought was very serviceable and I kind of wish his time would have been spent a little bit more with the Rams because I think he could have been a solid backup, uh, but we'll get to that in years later. But, um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Steve. This was a solid solid trade, um, solid result. Yeah, a, a for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, you can't really ask for that much more realistically out of that kind of trade. So I was happy with it. 2014, the Rams didn't make a trade. Maybe they should have. You know, <laughs> yeah. that team was terrible. Uh, <laughs> they were not good. Not terrible, and it's tough when you say like terrible when you're talking about the Rams over the years because like 2014, if you rank the teams from that like 13 year bad period, it might have been one of the better teams. Like there were some real fucking stinkers in that group. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, 2015, and this is one of the more one of the more wild trades to look back on. Uh, the Rams trade Sam Bradford, a 2015 fifth round pick, ends up becoming Bobby McCain. And a conditional six-round pick that doesn't end up conveying for Nick Foles, this is with the Eagles, for Nick Foles, a 2015 fourth, that becomes Andrew Donnell. and a 2016 second, that ends up being packaged in the Jared trade a year later. This is a really, really weird one to look back on. It's probably truly the toughest to grade. And I kind of laid out two, two schools of thought here. Like, if you're looking at this in a positive perspective— uh, you trade a quarterback you don't believe in. You get a quarterback who, like Brad, arguably, had shown more promise than Bradford at the time with his 28-touchdown, two-interception season and Nick Foles just a few years before this trade. Um, you think he's your potential replacement, and you add draft capital. You get a second-round pick and a fourth-round pick in the trade. So, you know, if you view these quarterbacks as equally and you're not sure either is going to be your quarterback long-term, this is a money deal. It's a deal you should make any time. If you don't necessarily think Sam Bradford is the guy that's going to move you forward as a franchise. Uh, and they didn't that end up being the right call to move on from Bradford. It was not the right call to invest in Foles. Uh, I don't know why they gave him that extension in the off season. This trade would have been a lot easier to swap. If they didn't. But if you go and to go glass half empty, like pessimists on this, Foles didn't work out. You gave him an extension for no reason. Like I said, that makes it harder to swallow. You never make that second round pick. And the hardest pill to swallow about this, Johnny, by far, is that the following year, both teams end up trading for the one and two picks. Both teams select quarterbacks. But the team that had Sam Bradford on their roster was able to deal him for a first round pick. And to me, like, like, the truth of this trade probably lies in the middle of all this. It wasn't a, a loss. Like, you can't look at this trade and say we lost because we did pick up that extra pick. Uh, both quarterbacks didn't work out. But I don't think it was a win because, you know, truly, if you're asking who won this trade, it definitely was the Eagles because they were able to flip Bradford for that first-round pick a year later uh, and make up some of the draft capital that they lost trading up for Carson Wentz, uh, which we weren't able to do. Uh, I give it a C, I guess, like because— I don't really know how to grade it. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't the the wrong decision, and we probably don't have Sam Bradford by the time Teddy Bridgewater gets injured on that season, anyways, to trade him for a first round pick. But that certainly, like that factoid, makes this a tough one.
1: Yeah, I, I think one of the things to keep in mind that if we're just grading the trade. That you can't say that this is a straight up F because I think when people think about this trade, they immediately think of the extension that they gave for Foles, which that as bad of an idea as that was, that's not that's not the trade. And and it wasn't like the J R
2: Gop extension either. Like it didn't it didn't really set us back all that much.
1: No, no, it didn't. And. Uh, so, like, like Steve said, there, there was both these guys, it, it was kind of like a change of scenery thing, um, you know, hoping that they can rekindle their careers. So, it made sense on both sides, but like, like Steve also mentioned, that the fact that the Eagles were able to, um, you know, get rid of Sam Bradford and get a first-round pick out of it, that, that is a bit of a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, in, in the end, I, I think it is something that the Rams, you know, should have done. Maybe they could have gotten more out of it. Maybe they could have shopped uh, Bradford around a little bit more. But I think ultimately the reason why they traded the Eagles specifically is because they wanted to get that veteran quarterback in return, which they essentially did in Nick Foles. So, um, hey, you know... it. It's, it's difficult to say they lost here because I, it made sense. It was not... You can't look at hindsight here particularly. So for me, I gave it a C also. Nothing substantially gained here. Nothing substantially lost here. Um, could have gone better, sure. But at least they tried, you know. I'd much rather them you know, try and fail rather than not try at all and stick with Sam Bradford for, for even longer, like some teams tend to do.
2: And it's it's just absolutely fucking insane that two years after this trade, Nick Foles won a Super Bowl MVP with the Eagles two years after they traded him.
1: Yeah, it, that that one wasn't uh, a good note either.
2: It's just, well, like, I, I don't think that should affect this trade at all because as we learned watching Nick Foles for a year, he makes no sense. You Like, <laughs> really nothing about that. him as a quarterback makes no sense. He had some game like, just some games where he looked like he was a all pro and other games where he looked like he should have gotten benched for John Mannion. Like, it's just wild. He's a wild quarterback who's had one of the most confusing careers ever. <laughs> uh, next trade in this draft, the Rams had the 41st pick. They end up trading back, trading the 41st pick to Carolina. That ultimately becomes Devin Funches. They pick up the 57th pick. That becomes Rob Havenstein. The 89th pick, that becomes Sean Mannion. And the 201st pick, that becomes Bud Sasser. So, first of all, like, what a fucking bad trade for the
1: Panthers. Yeah. (laughs) We get uh, Steve's favorite quarterback of all time. Well, so I actually do, even factoring in the Mannion,
2: thing I give this trade an A because you move back sixteen spots. Nobody that the Rams probably would have drafted in that range would have really made like been a home run for us. Uh there were some good inside linebackers, bernardrick McKinney and Eric Kendricks going there, but I still don't think they would have went inside linebacker this year that year, especially given what we know about Leslie drafting inside linebackers. Um (laughs) Like, they definitely weren't going that direction. So you move back, you get Havenstein. He's a much better player than Funches. He's still here. He's still contributing. And, like, I hate to say it, but you move back and you get an extra pick. And if, like, if you want to dabble in a quarterback in the later rounds, it's nice to pick up draft capital on the same day. So you'd be like, okay, well, we got this extra pick. Now maybe we can go grab a quarterback, see what happens. I, so even though it's Sean Mannion, who I loathed while he was here, um, I, I don't hate it, and I mean, obviously, Bud Sasson was a footnote that didn't matter, but I still give it an A because you end up with the best player in the trade, and he's still here, and he's still contributing.
1: Yeah, that that is definitely a good note. Also, I, I gave it a B just because I I think that, you know, there was a lot of other players the Rams could have targeted, um, instead of Sean Mannion, it surprised me that they went after Sean Mannion. I, it, it didn't surprise me that they selected a quarterback. I was just expecting it later if they didn't go higher for a quarterback. And turned out to be a wasted pick. Um, you know, I guess he served as a backup as much as a backup could serve. But, yeah, not really that effective. But, as Steve mentioned, Rob Havenstein is still... It's still one of uh, the better picks in this trade, if not the best pick of this trade. So, um, yeah, he's been serviceable, had one disappointing year, but ultimately he's been a solid tackle for us. And a- anytime you can get a solid offensive lineman, I'm all for it.
2: Agreed, yeah. And, yeah, there, you could have gone a different route with Sean Mannion. There wasn't a Pro Bowler drafted for the next, like, 20 couple picks next one was Darius Smith there were some decent players though in between no next couple picks Trey Flowers goes 101 but I don't know I don't think the Manion pick was the end of the world and you don't make that pick knowing you're going with Jared Goff the following season uh Daniil Hunter went the pick before that would have been great uh but <laughs> alas last trade of 2013 also had or 2015 my years are all over the place and this also happened during the draft. Zach Stacy, he's back. He was traded for the 224th pick, 7th rounder, which became Bryce Hager. I gave this an A+, plus because if you're just trading a guy who doesn't want to be here at all, and you get a 7th round pick, and that 7th round pick is actually here for quite some time, and contributed like literally anything. Uh, Bryce Hager contributed something. Wasn't that much, but uh, good special teamer. Started at inside linebacker for a brief spell because they don't give a fuck about that position. Uh, I see it as a win, man. You turn a disgruntled asset who's I uh, pro- who was out of the league like within two years, and you get somebody who does something. Uh, I think it's a win. I give it an A plus, like you know, relative to what what you could have gotten out of this deal. It's a bummer that this is how it went for Stacy, but. You draft Trey Mason the year before, and then in this draft we took Todd Gurley at ten. So there was no path to carries for Zach Stacy in 2015. It didn't matter. Uh, we sent him off, and we got Hager, who did some stuff, I guess.
1: Yeah, I, I I'm a, agree with you. I, I gave this an A plus as well, because yeah, Zach Stacy, I liked him a lot, and, and I and I truly believe that. Had he not really mentioned that he was unhappy being with the Rams, especially after drafting Todd Gurley, who was clearly the better player, you know, uh, you you got to unload the guys that want want that don't want to be there. And Zach Stacey, he, he's a talented guy, but if you don't want to be there, if you don't want to contribute, then the best thing for everyone is if you're gone. Went to the Jets. His career died there, like a lot of other running backs, though. So, um, in the end, the Rams got a, a really solid special teamer. Um, Bryce Hager, I thought was was uh, a good uh, backup option, but never should have been a starter. But in the end, the fact that you got that much production out of a seventh round pick, yeah, that's a that's a freaking victory right there, man.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Uh, that was it for that was the last trade these St. Louis Rams ever made.
1: Wow, that's that's amazing to think about.
2: Wild. All right. Well, that's it for us tonight. Um, we we actually recorded two podcasts, and I don't know where we're going to split them, but next week we will get some combination of. 2017, 2018, I don't know. Johnny, I am happy, though, that uh, I kept you away from this Lakers game because it's currently 78-45. to 45.
1: Yeah, I, I was keeping track, and uh, I'm not missing much. Clearly, AD is very missed, and uh, for for good reason. And AD in, as in Anthony Davis, not uh, Aaron Donald. Not Aaron
2: Donald. Yeah, all right. Well, uh, any parting thoughts before we hop off here beyond that? Just sorrow for the Lakers. Uh,
1: keep keep the Lakers in your prayers. They they clearly need it. <laughs> yeah, no. But, uh, uh, it's not over, guys. It's not
2: over. You know, what is over though. is our hopes and dreams of getting Julio Jones. Yes. But uh, not not worth our time anymore. Uh, even nope. in, even in this deep offseason content. All right. Uh, We'll be back next week. Follow us on Twitter at Seabarbaro, at Johnny5Nut6, at TalkRams. Give us a five star review if you haven't already. We'll be back next week.
1: Tell Sean Payton, keep talking that. (laughs) We're going to see him soon. You feel me?